Welcome to Officially Unofficial, the podcast by the washed-up athlete for the washed-up athlete. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American Johnny Junta. Okay, we are here with Tampa Bay Rays prospect and the brother of former guest and thickness ninja Kyle Muller. He finished last season posting a 288 ERA for Bowling Green Hot Rods. Chris Muller, what is up, Chris? Nothing much. Enjoying the off day. Getting girls? Yeah, getting girls. Who's superior? Oh, my God. Uh, Kyle tends to pull more of the older girls. <laughs> uh, he just got a girlfriend who's my age. And he's two years younger than me, so I would probably say him. Okay. All right. Uh, stronger. Who's stronger in the weight room? Oh, my gosh. I'd love to say myself, but that kid's a freak, so Kyle. <laughs> okay. This is, the, this is one that's going to hit a little close to home. Who's mom's favorite? Is Kyle the mom's <laughs> favorite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is another good one. This is a little bit more off-field stuff, which I like to talk about a lot. Who has better style? Who has more drip? Again, probably Kyle. <laughs> All right, now this is just slowly turning into a pumping Kyle's tires podcast. All right, who's funnier? <laughs> who's funnier, you or Kyle? Funnier? Oh, myself by far. There you go. All right, who? last one. This this is one that always hits close to home for Kyle. I see it all over his Instagram page. Me and uh, Nate Pearson were chirping him for it. Who's the better hunter, you or Kyle? Kyle. All right, so, I mean, Kyle's batting almost a 1,000 in those categories. But yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pump your tires a little bit more on this podcast. Don't you worry about that. Sounds so good. Let, let's, let, let's roast Kyle a little bit. What's a funny story or something weird that Kyle does? Because, I mean, we've been pumping his tires way too much so far. Oh, my gosh, put me on the spot. Uh, something weird Kyle does. Uh, he flexes in the mirror a lot. <laughs> Is he the kind of guy that walks? Is it is that the guy that is he like the kind of guy that like walk past mirrors and then like kind of look at himself, look at his arms? Yes, one hundred percent. I love that. I actually I actually respect that because he actually grinds so hard in the weight room. He so does. So is that the only weird thing he does? I feel like he 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 hangs a couple. He does a little bit more weird things for sure. For sure, they're not coming to me on the top of my head. If I think about them through the podcast, well, I'll I'll just stop you and tell you about them. I respect the I, I love that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, so absolutely. You're, so you're a Rays. You play for the Rays, and I'll be honest, a little bit of a rival to my favorite team. I have I have something of a peace settling agreement, all right? So I have something here in the bag, all right? All right. This, this is a Rays jersey. People don't know I have this, all right? People, I'm going to probably get torched online for this. This is a Rays jersey, <laughs> all right? And I wanted to ask you for permission. I was actually going to do it earlier, but it wouldn't make any sense. Can I put Muller 69 on the back of this jersey? Do I get your permission? I mean, does Dolly Parton sleep on her back? 100%. (laughs) That was the most Texas fucking slang I've ever heard in my goddamn life. You even had a little more of an accent when you said that. I I didn't even know it was you. I thought it was Matthew McConaughey saying that shit to me. So, uh, you actually, I wanted to bring something up because I was creeping your Instagram, obviously, in a non creepy way. In a non creepy way, I was creeping your Instagram. And you actually had a Halloween costume that was pretty electric. So I want to talk about that. I want to describe what, what, what the thought process was on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, honestly, so one of my buddies that I play with uh, this year in Bowling Green, like he and like two other guys loved Ed Bassmaster, who's like a very famous YouTuber. And they would all do this like just that. They do that all the time, no matter what, like what anyone said. So I was just like, all right, what is that? Um, and 
they show me the video and he's just like kicking tires and like acting swole. It's just like, it, it's something you definitely have to see uh, to understand. But um, I showed my mom and my brother and they both loved it. And then we were just, my mom and I were driving in the car one day. She's like, you should be him for Halloween. And I was like, oh my God, yes. So for the sweater, where, where was the sweater purchased? Because I was just showing it to the camera. Um, giving oh, people the sweater. A, a visual aid. Where was the sweater purchase? Was that like uh, your uncle's? It was no, 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 no. That was a thrift store purchase for sure. That on a you're on a minor league paycheck. I respect that. I respect that you're going to the thrift store <laughs> yeah. to purchase stuff. So let's talk about the miners actually. So let's I mean, go. You, were you a JUCO guy actually? Well, I want to let's back it up a little bit. I am a JUCO guy. All right, you're a JUCO bandit just like myself, but obviously yes, you sir. and I took a different routes. As you can see, I'm interviewing <laughs> you. So I need. I always ask this to my JUCO guys. When did you realize you were at a junior college? The, uh, the third day I was there. <laughs> so what JUCO were you at? What JUCO? Start about that. Start that one first. I was at Paris Junior College in Paris, Texas. Okay. So did, so what what was that experience for you when you kind of realized like what the fuck am I doing at a junior college? <laughs> um well so i'd gone to like a all guys college prep school and private school my entire life so uh going out to paris was like kind of a culture shock because i was like everyone was like dressed in you know jeans and boots and um they all hunted and everything like that and i had never i had like growing up i'd never hunted or did anything um so it was just kind of like a culture shock and the country music wasn't like a really big part of my life until like after i left so um yeah it, i mean it was it was definitely a blessing in disguise for sure um because it it you know shapes me who i am today but at the same time it's just like i've had so many memories that just like you wouldn't get anywhere else no i no exactly I, i've told multiple juco stories on this podcast but to connect that to the previous question about the minor leagues how can you connect your experiences in junior college to the minor leagues because you kind of went on a slope you started in a junior college in the trenches. Then you were living lavish at a Division One UTSA. And yes, then sir. you're in the minors fucking grinding, struggling. Describe what that was like, man. In the minors or Juco? The minors. The minors. Dude, it's a grind. So my first – I actually got drafted hurt. So in 2017, um, I ended up tearing my UCL like the day after my birthday. Or no, day before my birthday in April. And I ended up having surgery in – um in may and then you know like i was getting a lot of calls like a lot of like asking like how much i'd signed for all that other stuff and then um i tore my ucl and i was like okay well i'm probably not getting drafted i just have to rehab and then see if i can get drafted the next year um and then ended up getting the call in june so my whole first year in uh in pro ball was i was spent rehabbing so that was kind of didn't really set a good precedent for like um what what i was to expect because i wasn't like like we lived in the provided ho uh, housing and then um, we were all at the, like the spring training complex doing that stuff. So I didn't really get to like experience the, you know, like the, just like the Hobunk towns and um, any of that. So, uh, but when I got healthy and then went up to New York, that's when it kind of um, hit me that I was playing minor league ball. Like I'm living on my own and with a host family and just like in a random in Poughkeepsie, New York, I'm just like, whenever would I be here other than <laughs> in baseball? So what people don't really understand is about the minor leagues. And you actually retweeted it a couple days ago is how low the salaries are there. How hard is it to live as a minor league player? Like just to pay for your things, like basic necessities of life. 
Dude, it's it's not you got a budget for sure. Um, I'm blessed enough to have my parents that are like you know still willing to help out because um, they under they get it they understand that like making sixty seven hundred dollars a year is not you know sustainable for you know keeping up with your weight your strength all that other stuff is I mean I'm I'm not small by any means I'm six five two forty five so it's just like it takes a lot to like you know keep keep yourself nourished and all that other stuff so. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a grind. You gotta have a lot of, uh, awareness and like, you can't go out and drink your money away or any of that. So you, so you're not a big drinker during the season. You won't crank a couple white claws, none of that. Oh, uh, <laughs> if given the opportunity to, <laughs> I, I would pound some white claws. I love white claw. That's why you're a legend, man. And I have a proposition for you because I'm obviously a big team guy. I'm a big, this is a pro Muller. Muller podcast. I'm the third Muller brother. Uh, do you guys actually have another <laughs> brother? You guys don't, right? It's just you two. No, no. We have a sister who's a freshman in St. Louis. Okay. University. Well, then cool. Then I'm the third Muller brother. Um, <laughs> I have a proposition because I saw you retweeting the other day the whole Houston Astros fucking dugout banging the wall and shit, giving away their <laughs> fastball sliders. I have a proposition because obviously you're, you're on the race, so you guys play the Astros a lot. So yeah. I, I will be your designated garbage banger. So every time we go to an Astros game, I will try to throw the hitters off, and I'll just bang a garbage, making them think a slider's coming. So what do you Love think? Love it. Love it. I, this, I, I mean, I'm not asking for any money. I just want a couple white claws, maybe shoot a couple guns with the Mueller brothers, you know, get into it. Yeah, um, that's, that, we can make that happen for sure. So growing up with Kyle, and obviously we're going to pump his tires a little bit here, he was kind of the golden child. He was the guy who, like I said in the last podcast with him, he's kissing babies' foreheads, he's <laughs> autographing shit. All the girls want to be him, be with him. All the guys want to be him. Describe what that was like. Are you the kind of guy that's going to keep him grounded? Are you going to say, man, shut up? Are you that kind oh, of guy? I, I try to. We, we bicker more than anyone. Like We bicker more than like a, 50, a couple married for 50 years. <laughs> like It's just like one little thing every morning just we just kind of like go back and forth at it so yeah i do my best to but you know he's he's very stubborn and very set in his ways and you know it's gotten him to where he is today so i can't be the one to tell him not to so but i do my best to kind of keep him level-headed and so does everyone else in my family <laughs> I, I love that and i see i can't do that I, i'm the kind of guy that's like the, the morale guy pump tires but uh kyle is a little bit a little bit on the cocky side with his hitting and, I mean, we, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. He thinks he can swing it. Uh, if, if he gets 10 at-bats against you, what is he doing? Be honest. Uh, let's see. First at-bat, I'm going to be, like, amped up, and I'll probably buzz, buzz his tower. <laughs> and then probably – I honestly probably walk him on the first one, and after I settle in, I'd strike him out nine times. So he'd go 0 for 9 with 9Ks? Yes. Oh, I mean, I, I, we got to see this. I, I got to see Muller versus Muller. It will happen. It will happen soon. And I actually want to get in that bat against you and Kyle. I just want to see. And I, you know what? Based on my scouting analysis, I haven't got a live AB in four years. My last at bat, <laughs> I actually wore an 88-mile-an-hour fastball in the arm and uh, finished off the career with a 186 average. People forget that. People are quick to forget that. But I want to get an AB against you. I'm, I mean, I want to do driveline with you guys. I want to get ABs against you guys. I want to see how it's going to be like. What's the pitch sequence that you would throw me? Just based off of just looking at the appearance of me, just the athleticism. I mean, I'm not going to underestimate you. There's some of the – like, look at Jose Altuve. Like, he's one of the smallest guys in the league, and he hits nukes. So, I mean, uh, I don't know, probably fastball in, slider away, fastball up. You're, uh, you're right. I can't even hit a fastball, can't hit a slider, can't any of it. And I'm just going to ignore <laughs> the whole fucking 
the whole short joke you just fucking threw my way comparing me to Jose Altuve. It's fine. I am a little bit vertically challenged, as most people would say. <laughs> uh, I, I've been chirped. I've been said I can't get on rides at Wonderland. I've been called it all, and you just kind of reverted to it. So now it's just a little bit more known that I'm shorter. So I appreciate that. Thank you, you very much. No, 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 no. Time out, time out. I'm saying, like, you can't judge people on appearance. And then I was giving an example, like, for example, Jose Altuve, short. Okay. No, I'm not that's... saying you're short. I don't know how tall you are. I don't know how, how much I'm you I'm a sneaky five-foot ten. So, just, a, just an example. No, I respect that. So then we're going to go back something here. I'm going to pump your tires a little bit, even though you're chirping. Let's go. I'm going to pump your tires a little bit. <laughs> so I saw on the YouTube video you posted with – or Kyle posted the other day. You hit 102 miles an hour doing pull-downs. I just want to I just want to be the first to congratulate you on that. And Thank you. The guy that was with you, what's his name, Tucker Davidson? Is that his, is that his name? Yep, Tucker T Davidson. Tucker Davidson said it wasn't 102, and, just, and I just want to back you up on it. Based on my eye examination, it was 102 miles an hour. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I had to put a headband on, and then I just decided, you know what, I'm throwing this one over 100, and it happened. So. It's actually funny you mentioned the headband. I wanted to bring something up here. Uh, should headbands be considered a PhD or a PED? No, PhD is – no, yeah. PhD doesn't make any fucking sense of that sentence. <laughs> should headbands be considered a PED, like a performance-enhancing drug at baseball? Because I, I saw that. You threw it on 102 on the gun. Not a big deal. Yeah, no, I mean, it – <laughs> to each their own if it's going to help you i feel like it's like a placebo effect if it makes you feel like you're going to throw harder than and you do it then good for you if it doesn't then you know whatever works so i want to do a content piece on twitter because i work at a baseball facility i'm going to buy a headband okay i'm okay. gonna do a pull down i've never hit over 85 in my life and pull down driving in a car i've never hit 85 in my life so i'm gonna wear the headband and see how much miles an hour i gain just based off of that all right let's do it that's a great content. I mean, I told your brother the, the other, the last time we did the interview, that I actually want to do drive line with you guys. Kind of drive down to Texas, learn the ropes, lift with you guys, but lift beside you guys because I can't pull the weight you guys lift. <laughs> sure, I'm just trying to keep up with Kyle. So, how long has Kyle been lifting that kind of weight for? Because that, like, I feel like that is, this is me speaking based on my PhD level. That can't be good for his bones, just the amount uh... of weight he lifts. Yeah, no. So I, I was like, I mean, I don't know if he said anything. He was, he was probably skinny his freshman year, sophomore year. And then like his junior year, he just decided to gain like 40 pounds and then another 20 his senior year. And I was like, I finished my senior year at 185 and I was like six, four. So I was a string bean. And then I slowly started putting on weight, but yeah, I would say probably since his senior year of high school, he was been lifting this kind of weight. Like he was deadlifting 500 pounds as a senior in high school. And I was like, you have like it's just stupid how strong he is yeah no it honestly doesn't even make sense it actually i think it it defines science if that even makes the slightest bit sense it defines science but i want to bring something back to you there's three different versions of chris muller and i want you to rank the top three okay All right. and i have them right here handlebar chris full beard chris and uh shaved chris rank them from one to three on dog rankings on the mound oh my god we're going to go handlebar, uh, bearded, shaved. Okay. So are, do you do better on the mound with a handlebar? Is it just a mental thing? No, it's just like, oh, I guess, yeah, it's a mental thing. But I did it last year when we were doing uh, No Shave November. And, uh, like, I think we – I started it, and I just kind of kept up this, the mustache. Um, and I, I pitched well, but it was just more so of, like, a, like a team thing. Actually, it might have been in playoffs. I don't think it was No Shave November. Um yeah, it was just I don't know something and something in my head just clicked and I was just like, all right, I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to shove. 
Plus, it's yeah. just like knowing you're out there, like, like as a hitter, you're facing the guy with a handlebar mustache. Like he obviously must have something up his sleeve or something gross. <laughs> no, it's it's very intimidating. And let me tell you something. If I step in the batter's box and I see your handlebars and your low key thickness step on that mound, I am leaving the fucking mound. I'm leaving the batter's <laughs> box. I'm not even hopping in. I'll just say, coach, take me out of the game. Yeah. No. It's it's <laughs> it's definitely a uh, fear factor for sure. So, like I said, we do a lot of extensive research on the podcast, and I actually saw on your Twitter that you're a little bit of a hockey fan. Is this true? I am. I love the Dallas Stars. Okay, so this is a Canadian podcast. I just wanted to ask you, um, if you threw on a pair of skates right now, would you be able to compete in, like, just like a local shinny adult league? <sighs> so the most ice skating I've done is, like, maybe at the Galleria Mall when, like, probably <laughs> six or seven years ago. Um, but I used to play roller hockey, so, uh, that's not impressive at all. I say that like with confidence, <laughs> like, yeah, I used to play roller hockey, but, uh, no, uh, I don't know. I'd probably be like a defenseman and I could probably like lay someone out. But that's probably about it. So who's your, who's your, uh, who's your favorite hockey player? Ooh. Being, uh, well, growing up as a stars fan, I was a big fan of Mike Madonna. Yep. Mike Madonna's a legend. What about right now? You a big Tyler Sagan guy? So I like Sagan. I like Jamie Benn. Um, I think uh, – who is it? I just forgot his name. Some hockey defense? fan I am, right? Hishkin? Um, yeah, forgot his name. He's a, he's a newer kid. He's younger. I think, I think it's like – Haskinen. Yeah, I just said it. There you go. Boom. Fucking Juco brain. I came up with that right off the fucking bat. Yeah. So I always wonder this with baseball players. If you weren't playing baseball, what other sport do you think like you'd be a pro? Like you would want to be a pro athlete in? Would it be football golf. or would it be? Oh, golf. Okay. Wow. 100%. You're a, you're a big golf guy. Big golf guy. I love golfing. Okay. I mean, not to hit on you, but I can just imagine you in a nice pair of golf pants and just be incredible. <laughs> it would just be yeah. fucking incredible. Good for you. What 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 do you shoot in the golf course? Uh, anywhere between like eighty two and like eighty nine, okay. depending on the day. That's pretty good. I, 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 that's very good actually. And I actually saw something when I was researching your name. I saw that you actually hit at UTSA. You were a DH. Is this true? <laughs> no, they put me in the DH for like the the lineup, and then they like substituted me out to see like based on the pitcher that they were. Uh, facing that day so no i did not hit i haven't picked up a bat since probably sophomore year of high school <laughs> <laughs> could you swing it though like were you a sneaky sophomore hitter or was it just like embarrassing oh no it was embarrassing my swing was so long it could like the bat swung me essentially <laughs> <laughs> so rehabbing rehabbing from that uh rehabbing from the in injury you had i don't really talk about this a lot but there's like a really big mental side of baseball how hard was that, like, on your mental – like, the mental aspect of the game for you, just rehabbing and uh, just trying to get better? It was it was tough, man. Like, there was days where I thought, like, I retore my shit. Like, um, there were days where I thought, like, like just watching people throw, I'd get nauseated, like, thinking about, like, trying to do that. Like, that at that point, like, understanding how my elbow felt at the time and just, like, trying to, like, picture myself throwing hard again. Like, it just didn't sit well with me. Um yeah, there was definitely some doubts in there, but like I had, I had a great group of guys around me. Um, there was a guy with me that has, he was like on his second and a half Tommy John 
because he had like a bone chip like by his UCL, so they just rehabbed it like a TJ. Um, so yeah, I just I I became really good friends with him, and he basically like pretty much told me, you know, like how I need to be, like 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 your your shit is fixed, like just trust it, like the doctors don't really mess up that often. So uh, yeah, I just had a I had a really good support group around me, and like my family, my brother, um, and then all the friends I made during the during the season all really helped, and yeah, it was it was really good. I think it helped because I learned a lot about my mechanics myself and like how my body moves and um, yeah, it was def- that like I said I said it before it was a blessing in disguise. So, do you remember the exact moment you tore it? Like, I feel like there's just that moment you throw a pitch and you just look at your arm and it's in fucking shambles and you're like, that's it. Right oh, now. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, so I uh, I had dealt with, like, probably, like, up, like, four weeks before that happened. I was throwing. I was a reliever. I was a closer in college. And then um, they threw me, like, Friday, Sunday. And we didn't really, we weren't like really a big arm care at the time. Like we weren't really big into that. And I didn't know anything about it. And I just knew I was throwing well. Um, so I was just going to continue. Like, I think I iced after every game, but then I ran the next day. Um, but yeah, so I, I was throwing a lot. Um, I think I had like 30 innings. I, I say a lot compared to now. Um, I was I threw like 30 innings, like up until March or something like that. And I threw a slot. So I got my first start like that in April of like the 20 April 21st or something like that. And like the last pitch of the first inning, I threw a slider and I felt a pop. Uh, thank God I ended up striking the kid out like on that pitch. I walked off the field and I told my trainer, I was like, well, I heard a pop in there. Um, and he did some like UCL tests and it like, it didn't hurt. So I went back out there to throw warmups for the next inning. I threw one, just kind of like easing into it. Like just, I, just felt like I was going to like, it didn't feel right. So I threw one kind of soft and then I got the ball back and tried throwing it hard and it just didn't come out well. And my catcher goes, are you okay? And I was like, no, nah. then just walked off the field, told him like, I need someone to come warm up because I, my shit's broken. That, yeah, that is fucking a crazy story. I can't even imagine what it feels like to just like pop your fucking UCL while yeah, pitching. It, it, it didn't, it didn't like hurt. Um, it just like it just I just felt a pop like it was just like what the hell. And I woke up the next day and I was just like I couldn't like, straighten my arm. So is that why you're so like you and your brother are so highly invested in like driveline now, and just yeah. kind of arm care. Yeah, so, talk, I, talk so I love arm care now. Like it's like Kyle and I are really big into it. Um, he's he's honestly more of the driveline guy. Like he's been up there twice. I haven't been up there. I just kind of like take what he gets. Like take what he learns from them and then just apply it. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's definitely helped me game arm strength for sure. Well, obviously, I mean, if you just look at the, your stats last year, a two eight eight ERA, what was going well for you last year? Was there, was there a certain pitch that you would throw and it'd be like, Holy fuck, I'm dialed in right now. Or was it just the whole year? <laughs> yeah, I pretty much threw my fastball. I was like basically a fastball slider guy. I had a change up that I didn't, I mean, I threw like probably like 15% of the time, but mostly it was fastball slider. Um, and typically, like, if I threw a fastball down the middle and someone swung and missed at it, like, I knew I was getting good rise because I have a pretty good spin rate on my fastball and it, and it has a pretty good vertical break. But if, like, I did that, I knew I pretty much I was going to be dialed in for the rest of the, the outing. So when things are going that well, uh, are you kind of a superstitious kind of guy? Like, are you just doing the same shit before every 
every game just to make sure that your mind's right or any of that? I I tried to, but there were some days like I did the same stuff and I had like there was one outing I thought I did everything right and then I just exploded on me. I think I gave up like five runs in an inning and blew the save and got the loss. Like it was just it was just a shit show of an outing. So I just like kind of. It wouldn't say gave up all superstitions that I had. It was more so just like, all right, well, I'm not going to really focus on it. I'm just going to like focus on just throwing strikes. <laughs> so were you in the were you in the closer role a lot last year? Were you like the closer? I was. Closer? I was towards the beginning of the year. Then I had that shit outing, and then they moved me more to middle relief just because like if if something like that happened again, it'd be more like, all right, well now we have like four, three or four extra innings to like kind of make up for it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I was going to actually propose something if you were a fucking closing pitcher and you just won the game. I was going to say, if you close the game, you got the last strikeout, you fucking do the DMX, suck it. It's the other <laughs> fucking team. Just I, throw I, that I, at them. I could do that. <laughs> I, there's been some points where I've, like, debated on doing it. Like, if I would got a big out, like, I'd, I'd scream before. Like, I've been like, let's go. Like, like <laughs> and, like, people in the dugout are like, what the, why are you screaming? It's like the fourth inning. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, I mean, that's you got to treat every inning like it's the ninth, and I respect that. Just you, you yeah, fucking scream, sure. let's go in the second inning, fuck it, when the game's not even close to being over. Yeah, so no, I, it's – yeah, it's <laughs> – I feel that for sure. I always – I've never asked this to a pitcher, actually, but is there one home run you gave up this year where you're like, that was a fucking nuke? Was there, was there any of that? <laughs> um, there has been, not this year. Like, there's, there's some that I thought – there was one that was like a it was it was a bomb. This kid named Will Benson, who's uh he's with the Indians. He's probably one of the biggest kids I've ever seen. Uh, he had a nuke, but he also hit a like so the way that the the Cleveland Indians place was in Ohio was Lake County. There was a scoreboard in like right center field that was probably mm, I'd say like seventy or eighty yards high. Like like the top of it was probably eighty yards. This dude hit a home run off this kid and hit his own face on the scoreboard. <laughs> I think it was projected like 500 and something feet. It was ridiculous. That's so embarrassing. I couldn't even imagine giving up a bomb, looking behind you and seeing it hit off the face off the fucking <laughs> jumbotron. It was insane. But yeah, that like it, it was also like wind dated, but not only that, but it was it was just a nuke. But I say wind dated, it would have been a bomb regardless, but that the wind just added to it. But there was one in college. It was, I think, it was like my first outing with UTSA, where this kid ended up having like five home runs during the four game series we had, and he, hit, I hung a slider like nipple high, and he just turned on the shit. We had like dorms in left field. It went over the dorms. I was like, oh my god. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh man, you, I honestly, if I was a pitcher and I get, gave a bomb every time, I would just say wind dated. I would just blame it on the wind every <laughs> single fucking time. I would say, no, that was the wind's fault. That wasn't even him. You hit that shit. Yeah, no, it, I've pretty much given up an excuse for it every time, just to like <laughs> not admit that I got beat on it. That's like, I mean, that's like Kyle texting you, like, hey, how did the game go today? I saw that you pitched. You said, oh, I gave up a fucking nuke, but it was wind dated. <laughs> just, yeah. That's just a fucking excuse every single time. I feel like that's like a big thing with Kyle and I too, though. Like if, if that happens, like and it's like not like a nuke, like it scrapes over and the wind's blowing out. Like we'll both just say it was windy, and like ah oh, okay. Because there was one, there was one bomb this year that like one of our other like Shane Boz had given up. It was like we looked at the true media stats. I think it was like like three percent chance of it going out. 
or something. I don't know what it was specifically, but it was like it was like off the hands. The wind was blowing out, and it just carried over left field. Yeah, I mean that that's the only way that I used to hit a home run in college was it was a three percent <laughs> chance, just fucking barely scraped the wall. So that's what usually happened with me. But you play like I wanted to bring something up. You play for the Rays, obviously, like I said earlier. And mm-hmm. that like that minor league system is obvi- it is. It was named the best minor league system of baseball. Just talk about the amount of dogs that you fucking play with on the field. It must be just insane. Dude, there's a lot. We have the number one prospect in baseball, Wander Franco. Play got to play with him this year. The kid's just special. Um you got Boss, who's a top 100 prospect, who throws 100, which is just, like, it's effortless, honestly. Like, he has, like, a very, like, very good delivery, a very good mechanics, but it just looks effortless. And I'm like, how do I not? How can I not do that? Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to understand because I outweigh the kid by, like, 40 pounds, and I'm just like, you're throwing 100. You have perfect mechanics. Like, help me get my mechanics perfect so I can throw 100, too. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's special. Like you get to learn a lot from the guys that, you know, you know, are are doing it. Like they're they're top prospects for a reason. You get to see what they're doing and you know, get to compare yourself and, you know, bounce ideas off each other. And it's it's really cool to to be a part of an organization that, you know, has so many good prospects. But I mean it also like it sucks too, because I'm not gonna get to move up very quickly. Well, I'm not I shouldn't say I'm not going to, but it's it makes it it makes it very hard. Because, you know, they're, they're going to look at the guys they pay the most. No, exactly. That, that's what I talked about with your brother. And I said, I mean, when you're in a good organization like the Braves, like the Blue Jays, like the Rays, and you're dicing, it's like we have no fucking room for you to, like, move up because we have so exactly. many other good prospects. And I was going to ask you about Wander Franco. or Is it Franco or Franco? I think it's Franco. I think we all just are ignorant and say Franco. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the American way. So w- when he's playing and you guys go to away games, is there you, do you notice a little bit more of a crowd showing up to just watch this specimen on the field? Absolutely. So we had Wander Franco uh, or Franco. We had him. We had Matthew Libertor, who was a first rounder in 2018. And then we had Nick Schnell, who was a second or first round comp guy. And then I think we had, and then we had Shane. So like every every away game, we just had a ton of people like going, Matthew, Shane, Nick, like it wandered, like it was all like all of them. And I'm just like, hey, hey yeah, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> My name's Chris. I'll sign if you want me to. <laughs> I say one day you just fucking throw on a throw on a Franco jersey and just walk out to the field, and people will be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and see if they actually know what Franco looks like, and you just sign balls with your name on it, and they'll th- I just got Wander Franco's fucking autograph, and it'd be you. Just walk out with Franco's jersey. Fuck it. Yeah, just just disregard the skin color difference <laughs> and the height. I'm Wander Franco. <laughs> oh, man. No, that would be so goddamn fucking funny. <laughs> I, I got to ask you about the off-field stuff with the females with Franco. So do, do, yeah. you, do you realize – is he, he – he signed for a pretty good amount of money. Is he mm-hmm. flashing it around a little bit? Does he get a lot of fe- the most females on the team? Uh, so the kid's 19, so he didn't really get to go out. He didn't go out with us at all, honestly. But uh, with the roads of flashing money, I mean, the kid bought a Lamborghini. So, <laughs> oh my God, what? Yeah, a- and he he's not shy about it either. Like if you go to his Instagram, like he posts about it. It's pretty. I mean, it's a sick car. I, I say you take it for a little test drive one day. Fuck it. Take it for a little uh, test drive. If he brings it to spring training, I'm going to ask him. <laughs> I've driven Shane's uh, 
Shane Boz's, I think he has an R7 Audi. It's like a 2017 or S7. I don't S7. know what it is, but yeah, that thing goes fast. No, what what car do you have? What are you what are you what are you rolling around with at spring training? I'm whipping in an 05 Tahoe. That's so Texas. That's so fucking Texas. I love it. Do you have a cowboy yeah. hat too inside of it, just in case? Do I have a what? You rocking a cowboy hat when you're coming out of that thing, scaring a little, scaring the opposing batters? <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> no, like I said, man, the, the Wander Franco is a scary fucking good prospect. I watched film on him. I probably will never get him on this show, so I just want to tell you I'm a big fan of yours, Wander. Um, <laughs> What, so what what does he do against you in the batter's box? Like, what would be your like? What, when when that guy steps in the batter's box, is it intimidating for a pitcher? I, I wouldn't say it's intimidating. I think more so of like his like, like I don't think I, I shouldn't say fame or notoriety because he's not like famous for being bad stuff. But um, just like kind of the hype around him, just like he doesn't swing and miss. Like I think he had like those like the least or the lowest uh, swing and miss rate like on the team or in the Midwest League when he was there. Um, so just knowing that, like, I have to throw him strikes, like the kid has like a, an absurd eye for like this, the strike zone. So like, you can't really get anything by him. And if anything, like the umpire kind of just makes a bad call. Cause the kid, he it's like, it's keen, like it's, it's ridiculous. So, um, I don't know. I, I think I'd probably throw him in and then away and then up. I don't know. That's, that's pretty much my go-to just depending on what they do. Um, but yeah. He, that kid hits everything. I feel like in that situation, when you're facing like a prospect that big, uh, that like the umpire kind of gives them a couple more calls. You know what I mean? Like if, if it's mm. a borderline call, the umpire will be like, "All right, I'll give you that a fucking ball. I want to see this guy hit." I feel like that usually happens in the minor leagues, but I could I could be wrong because I never fucking played there. But that's what yeah. I no, I, I feel like that's that's a fair assessment to make. Um, we've definitely given like there's there's been some pitchers that have made just like really questionable pitches, not pitches like the pitch calling but like where they've been located and it's honestly just about how you're expanding the plate as a pitcher like if you're throwing that to one spot consistently the whole game and you know you're just expanding the plate like then yeah you're gonna get more calls because you've been consistent there you know so it just it, i think it takes a special breed of pitcher to be able to do that um but i also do think that like the the hype around the person can also you know benefit you in some sort like I said a little bit earlier, you're you're a, you're a big bulldog on the mound. You like to show emotion. Have you got close to fighting an ump or just getting in a little bit of an argument with an umpire before, or even getting tossed? Because that'd be hilarious. No, I haven't. I haven't. Because uh, pretty much, like the only like the only question, like if anything happens, like if an ump makes a bad call, I just kind of like look at him, just like the fuck are you doing, and then just turn around and walk back. Because I try not to like show up anyone. Um, because I feel like, I mean, unless it's, like, not necessary, but, like, I try to, like, keep, like, an even head, like, a level head on the mound, like, unless, like, like if it's a big strikeout or something, I'll show emotion, but I'm not going to, like, I don't feel like I'd show up anyone, because um, I feel like that's just bad karma. Yeah, I mean, you've been doing so good in your career. I mean, you, you, you've had less than a three RA the whole time you've been playing. Is Is the front office talking to you or just letting you know, like, that, that you're making strides to move forward, or, or they just don't yeah, fucking talk yeah, to you at all? absolutely. I mean, uh, last year we had the pitching coordinator come in, and, like, he had given me some, like, some numbers that, like, I had, like, a I think it was, like, a 47 swing and miss rate, um, which is, like, the highest uh, among 
like anyone on our team or in the Midwest level. Uh, it might have been the organization. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so you just have like, we just want to see you finish the year healthy. Like we're not in any rush to um, promote you or any of that. Like just, just keep doing what you're doing and you'll, you'll see strides soon enough. Like, cause I was, I was more so worried about like my velo coming back. Cause I was like 92 to 94 hit six, like once I think. That was like 92, 94, and 95, like every every few pitches or something like that. But um, yeah, it it I'm not I wasn't very discouraged by it. Like obviously, I had my days where I'm just like, why is this guy getting promoted above me? Like I was doing really well. Um, but at the end of the day, they just wanted to see me finish the year healthy before they decided to do anything. Yeah, what people fail to realize about minor league baseball is it's like the players are investments. So if a major league team has invested more money into a draft pick and signed them for more money, they're going to promote you if they have worse numbers compared to like a guy like you or just like a, 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 like a, not a lower-round draft pick, but a guy that didn't sign for as much money. So at the end right. of the day, majority of the time, you're going to get the short end of the stick. But if you just keep putting up these numbers, man, I honestly feel like you're going to fucking fly through the system because you've had success at all the levels. And there's my stroke job of you. That's me fucking pumping your tires to the max right there. That's what we do on the podcast. And we love it. I mean, everyone loves it. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I agree completely. I know if I continue to do what I did last year and I keep improving the way I think I'm going to, or the way I, I know I'm going to, um, they'll have no choice but to promote me. So um, it's just a matter of time. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to rush myself or ha- like feel like I need to be rushed to do anything. I'm just going to be patient and watch, watch my uh, success in the field. Do you, take over. do you sometimes give Kyle a little bit of uh, what, what's that fucking thing? Advice? Yeah. Why, why didn't I think of that fucking word? Do you give Kyle <laughs> advice and just treat him like you're Yoda and he's just fucking listening to you? Like what, what's like the biggest thing you've taught Kyle in his minor league career or just his baseball career in general? uh probably his competitiveness honestly like just growing up we we just we competed over everything like i know like he i think like i'm sure he'll i don't know if he'd admit it or not but he knows deep down that i'm like the 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 underlying source of it but like we competed over everything so like what like anything we do now you know going out getting like trying to like go to a bar and pick up a chick or something like that or like (laughs) anything like we just compete about everything we do so like i feel like his his competitiveness definitely was driven through like our relationship growing up so i've um there's not necessarily something like i'd like sit down and say to him like about pitching because he knows a lot like i'm fairly new to the whole like analytic side of baseball and like you know pitch sequencing and stuff so like i feel like i'm just kind of tapping into that stuff but he's been He's been in the, the system longer than I have. He's gotten some more experience. He's hung out with a lot of the, a lot of the big leaguers too. So it's it's kind of I'm I'm honestly the one kind of picking his brain with regards to like that kind of stuff. And then like, um, you know, I'll have a I'll have an idea here and there for him. Like if he's doing something that I like, just think that I've learned about. Um, but yeah, typically it's like we're, I'm I'm learning from him just as much as like I think that he knows that he's teaching me you know yeah no for sure and i i saw his draft day video and you could be honest this is the trust circle did you cry a little bit when you saw his name pop up on the screen in the second round was there a little bit i didn't i didn't cry i definitely got like emotional i was like jesus christ this kid did it like although he wake up like i don't know i don't know if he told you this but this kid would wake up at like 4 30 in the morning to go work out before his workout that was scheduled 
with the baseball team because like he just wanted to get in extra work. Like he did that. He spent hours like when I come home from from college, like on the weekends, he would go like late at night to go hit. Like the kid grinded through high school. Like he definitely earned every bit of what he got. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just it was it was nice to see that you know all that success had come his way finally. But don't get, like I still had a chip on my shoulder in the sense of like, all right, he got drafted. Now it's my fucking turn. You know. No, like I said, like I told, like I said with the Kingham brothers, I mean, there's just some parents that have superior fucking semen, superior fucking genetics, and I mean, look at you two. You two <laughs> are both major league prospects that are going to be there someday. I called it with Kyle, and I'll call it with you, just based on the numbers. It's just elite. And who do you think? What parent of yours is more athletic, or that you got the athleticism <laughs> genes from? We've had this debate numerous times in like the past like couple of weeks, honestly. Um, if you ask my dad, he's gonna say him. If you ask my mom, it's gonna she's gonna say her. Um, I my, you know, I would probably say my mom's side of the family just because my uncle played football at OU. Um, we got I feel like we got like the majority of our height from her side of the family. Um, I don't know. I I'd, I'd probably say my mom's side. Sorry, dad. If you're ever gonna listen to this, I don't know. Uh, you hate to see it. The dad just gets like, completely <laughs> thrown under the bus. I love it, though. I mean, shout out, shout out, Mary. Is your your mother's name's Mary? I believe she follows Mary, me on Twitter. Yeah. Not a big deal. I did tag her in a tweet. And she didn't respond to it or favorite it or retweet it. But it's fine, Mary. We're on good terms. Completely cool. I mean, I made a whole fucking video, so it's all Mary. It's all right. We're gonna put that way fucking behind us on the third Mueller brother. So it's cool. It's really cool. So something I wanted to bring up is I, I was thinking about adding something to your brother's name. It was going to be Kyle Muller brought to you by Chris Muller. We're just going to give you the whole fucking credit for Kyle's his success, his fame, I all that. fucking love that. <laughs> and I saw actually on Instagram and Twitter that Kyle is a little fucking prankster. He likes to shoot Nerf guns at you and shit. Oh, yeah. Talk about the, the little prank wars that are going on between you two all the fucking time. Dude, it's honestly him. Like he thinks he's hilarious with it. Like he'll, he'll like I'll walk in just like not expecting anything, and he'd just be hiding behind it like a random chair in the living room and just shoot me. I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, and then a lot of the times I would just overreact because I knew he'd video it and I'd just like scream shit. But um, or honestly, sometimes I would not even I'd just go like, ow. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's that was pretty much like the only thing he's really done that like like that no but yeah we we definitely mess with each other a lot that i mean that's what i feel like is like brothers are all about i mean i have a funny story when i was a little kid i was playing we you know the game the bigs on we yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so i was playing the bigs with my little brother keep in mind i was 80 was six he launched a nuke off me in the fucking game and i, I turned around and right hooked him i literally knocked him out for no physical reason i was looking i was like you motherfucker i was so mad <laughs> there was one time when we were kids like i think it was maybe 10 or 11 and kyle was nine or eight or something like that and he got a whip he was like obsessed with like just like different kind of weapons when he was a kid um so i think he had no, i don't know if he had nunchucks at one point i know he had a whip he had a lot of airsoft guns um he had a bb gun like he was like a big he loved guns and loved like any kind of weapon so I had taken it from him and he wanted it really bad. So I was like, I was running from him just to like mess with him. I ran out the front door and he shoved me off the steps. I fell down and like fractured three of my fingers. So I was like, what the <laughs> hell, Kyle? Um, 
Yeah, so I mean, it's more so like we'll just get like we get mad at each other over stupid stuff, and then we're like, "Love you." And he's like, "Love you." <laughs> <laughs> who can? I forgot to ask this. Who, who, who's more like? Because uh, I don't think Kyle's a lightweight with the booze. He's a big frame, big body, just like you. Who can drink a little bit more? Who can drink someone under the table in the friend, the friendship, the brothership? Uh, I'd say it's pretty equal. I mean, I've seen the kid like down like a third of a bottle of gray goose and like like one pole just because i said he wouldn't do it like any i can get under kyle's skin basically saying you won't do it and he'll <laughs> try to do it just to like big dick me or something like that i've never seen a kid throw up so so much in my life oh no are, are you the kind of guy that'll take care of him when he's throwing up or are you oh absolutely Snapchat? absolutely i'm i know i know my limits on that stuff like yeah like it's all good fun but like once he starts throwing up and like he's incoherent like there's <laughs> i gotta be big brother that's why i feel like you guys are so easy to relate to and that's why like i feel like your brothers and also yours fame is kind of grown is because you guys are just fucking average joes that happen to throw a baseball faster than the average human being I feel like that's why you guys are so relatable and you guys are going to be so popular. And I'm just I, – I, I'm catching you guys early because sooner or later you guys are going to be fucking big big league, big time, and I'm going to be in the fucking trenches grinding. <laughs> no, we ain't going to forget about you. No, I respect that. That's why. Every, Remember every your co- roots. <laughs> you, got, you got to stay true to the roots. And the biggest thing about Kyle is what I feel like and – and, and also you, the funniest shit – is when you guys are posting those YouTube videos and you guys hit, like, 98 on the gun and you guys are like, fuck. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying fuck for? You hit 98 <laughs> miles an hour. Like, that's the thing that mind boggles me about you guys. Just you guys are fucking psychotic with that shit. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely, like, you are the product of your surroundings. Like, we've surrounded ourselves with, like, really good guys that, like, are, like, striving for the same goals, too. So it's it's you kind of set the like the standard a little bit higher than you normally would because you know like tucker he had 100 um like and they both sat like 98 or not sat they both hit like 98 99 last year so just like i'm kind of pulling up the rear i got wanna i gotta make a name for myself in that category so it's just like you know i gotta have that little extra edge to it no exactly are, are you like kyle with the pregame stuff because in the in the music i mean in the youtube video it i felt like i was in 2003 with the music he was listening to it was just fucking punk rock like oh like, that's all of us that's all we listen to oh, like, you're, with you're regards to working that? out like i'm like i looked at my spotify thing my top artist was five figure death punch <laughs> is that what you listen to pregame pretty yeah i listen to anything that just makes me want to kill someone and then i'll just go out there and i'm like just like yeah, it's yeah, like a switch is flipped, and then like it's hard because like you can't make it's hard to maintain that kind of like like that the focus and that intent like through the entire like game too because you have like you have bullpen talk you're gonna be like messing around like we like there was one game where we we ended up getting like a cup and they were, we had kids it's like twenty five cents for a ball or something like that and these kids are just throwing quarters and dollars and down trying to make it in the cup we're just like okay I've lost all focus as to what I need to do when I go in. <laughs> And so I'm just focused on how much money we're going to make at the end of the game because these kids are just throwing money in there. <laughs> so, so yeah, guys- it's, it's hard, but, um, that, I mean, that's just the life of a reliever. Honestly, if I could bring a speaker out to the bullpen, that'd be ideal. But <laughs> What's your walk-in song? Like, when you're stepping out of the bullpen, I feel like it has to be something electric. Metallica? Maybe? Yeah. No, I did. So this last year I did Shine Down. I think this year I'm going to do something like with either Five Finger Death Punch or – I don't know. We'll figure it out. Well, I mean, I'm yeah. disturbed. I like disturbed too. 
You got to get something that gets the fucking crowds, juices flowing, getting the boys going. And this is my last question. Um, you guys have Velo Day, I believe. Is that soon? You, Kyle, and uh, Tucker? Yep, we have another one on Thursday. So what's your goal for that? And maybe, maybe, I mean, this is a little request here. Before you throw, look in the camera, say, shout out Johnny Junta or shout out official and official and just throw 105 on the gun. That's my request. That's, all, that's the only all request right. I have. I got you. I respect that. What's the goal, though? What, what, what are you trying to hit in the mile per hour on the radar? This uh, this week, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna try to hit 102, anywhere from 100 to 102. Okay, that, I mean that's that that's electric. I couldn't even imagine hitting 100. After you do that, are you just like, all right, I'm not fucking throwing a baseball again for the rest of the day? <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah. If when I do that, if I like hit anything above 100, then I'll be like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> So, the, the, do they tell you where you're going to be going in big league spring training? Like, obviously, that's coming up soon. But you're so, gonna... so big league spring training, they don't. But so, I mean, there's two different spring trainings. You have your minor league and then your big league. Kyle and Tucker both got big league invites because Tucker just made the 40 man, and Kyle was invited last year as a non roster invite. So I'm sure he'll get invited back again. So I was in minor league training, and they don't really tell you very much. Like I kind of, I was kind of, um, you know. I was kind of kept in the dark with what I was going to do. I actually got sent to extended for like two weeks before that, like once like t full season teams broke. And then I think some kid got hurt and then I got sent that set up. So I just didn't look back after that, but uh, yeah, you just kind of have to take what they're, what they give you and you got to roll with it. Okay. So this is my last, last question. I always ask this to the guests, the big time guests, the funny guests like you describe yourself to the to the Rays fans, what can the Rays the Rays fans expect from you on the mound and even off the field? Just an electric factory, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely have an intent, or like I have I have my intent. It's like I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna do the best of my best of my fucking ability. Like I'm not gonna settle for anything than than perfection. So it's um, you're gonna get that, and then off the field, you're just gonna get a fun loving guy who just likes to joke around. So I can flip the switch when I need to, but yeah, for the most part, I'm a fun, fun loving dude who thinks he's hilarious. <laughs> All right, there it is. There you have it, Rays fans. I mean, you got something to be excited for. Not, not to mention, like I said earlier, he does look good in a nice pair of golf pants or baseball <laughs> pants. But you can take out it whichever way you want it. We, that was it right there. We got future Tampa Bay Ray. I mean, sneaky prospect, going to be flying under the radar and just snapping necks and cashing checks on the baseball field. He's an electric factory. It was an honor, man. Thank you for hopping on the podcast, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you.